following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. to another chapter of anime made me do it this is chapter 51 we are one away from the big five two mm, which is one year which in human means one whole year we've been doing this <laughs> that's an interesting way to put that buddy but uh yeah sure thank you but <laughs> <laughs> we're coming out firing on this one folks <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we'll start with, um, well, actually, do we want to start with branching out? Yeah, we'll start with branching out. So this, so week, this week was my pick. We did, um, Vampire, Vampire in the Garden. Yeah. Netflix, a, uh, exclusive show. Yep. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. I liked it too. I liked the art style. It's an interesting What's Studio? So, I mean, it's the same people yeah. that made season one, two, and three of yeah. Attack on Titan. And it looks like they got better. They got better at animating. It's yes, I will agree with that. But it still has like that. Oh yeah, that's definitely the same people. Yeah, yeah. But you can still see that they they make things a certain way, and mm-hmm. it's like the action looks the same mm-hmm. type. You know what I mean, like that type of stuff. But I thought it was a, a well made show. Yeah, me too. I mean the the story. It doesn't do anything that we've not seen before. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a fucking vampire story. Like it's just yeah. You know. I thought the I thought the beginning of the show was interesting though, like how they go into that basically that abandoned building and they're just hunting them down. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that whole scene was pretty good and then how many episodes was it? I didn't even look. 5. There's only 5 right now. Hmm. So there's room for a lot. Yeah, that might be um, one of those. I don't know if they're going to keep calling it season one and just adding. Mm-hmm. Or that's just season one's five episodes and that's it. I don't know. But. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't do anything egregiously bad. No. It didn't do anything great, though. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a good show. It's just, yeah, it's like a, it's it's like a good, solid, like, it's solid. a good, like, yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Because, like, I was looking at like, it. Up. It's good for, like, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like come October. later this this fall. <laughs> no. This ain't going to you know, we we just won't have the time. So, but I mean for now I think it's It just came out, right? Oh yeah, the 16th. So, so it mean, came out like four, like 3 days before we recorded last week's chapter. So I mean, yeah, it, they they planned its release kind of perfectly, honestly. Oh yeah, especially you know, I'm, they just made that new uh, Netflix anime logo thing that they put in front of all their originally produced and all that. Yes, which I is like funny. That. I almost it's it's just like kind of trippy to think though. It's like potentially the guy that made that Isn't got f- fucking can. <laughs> laid off. Yeah, <laughs> like no, really. So I don't know. I guess like it's a good looking show, mm-hmm. but they also just commissioned Wit to do it though. You know what I mean? So so it's not like that's not like a Netflix. Yeah, so it's, it's a Netflix original. 
but it was made by another studio. Yeah. It's not like Netflix made this show. It's not like their own studio put this no. together. No. Yeah. Which is probably what they're going to start seeing more of them doing mm-hmm. is subletting their their content out to other producers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like like video games. It's gonna be, so like Spider-Man's made by Insomniac, which is owned by Sony. Mm-hmm. So it's a Sony interactive entertainment game, but Insomniac Studios making the game. Yeah. That type of thing. Microsoft owns Bethesda. Mm-hmm. They put out Elden. You know what I mean? It's like that type of thing. Yeah. I'll probably finish it since it's only five episodes. I mean. Yeah, I watched four. I watched four. Oh, really? I didn't watch the last one. Yeah. Oh. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. It's just. um, I think the vampires look kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The guns and shit that they have are pretty interesting, too. Mm-hmm. I like the setting. Actually, the setting is probably the most interesting part of the whole thing for me. I think the whole voice acting is very good. Yeah. No. I, I'll probably watch the whole thing back. Um, I'll probably start from Especially it's one. only five. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only it's five. It's not like episodes. we're getting... It's not like, hey, we're going to go start One Piece. No. Fucking no. <laughs> this daunting task. No. That's what kind of that's part of the reason why I picked it is because it was so new mm-hmm. and it was just something super different. You know what I mean? With that like classic horror monster element to it yeah which i feel like you don't see a ton of in anime but. Mm-hmm. um so we'll get in the news but i do have a recommendation from my buddy joe well he gave us two recommendations for this week well we could do that at the end yeah. we'll, we'll save that we'll save next that. week's branching out for the end of the chapter sounds good all right news let's see let's go down our text conversation what did it start with um this the one, one right, right before you sent me the picture of Shoto. Yep. Can's report explains why anime is becoming one of Hollywood's most bankable genres. So this is kind of a pegway off of last week's news story that we did. Mm-hmm. Where the pop- the popular... Um, the explosion of popularity of manga mm-hmm. is obviously bleeding into yep. people wanting to consume actual anime. Well, there's a good quote, like, literally at the end of the article. It says, uh, there are more and more opportunities and options for distribution, which has really increased production Mm -hmm. budgets. That means that there is more uh, breadth. (laughs) Like, I've never heard of that word. More breadth (laughs) to what we can express creatively. There's just a vastness to it. uh, Which is a really great thing. Um, And I I 100% agree. I mean, mean, look at just, look at what anime's done in the calendar year we've started doing this show. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, you can't go anywhere without no. seeing. You cannot go to like the fucking grocery store and not see people wearing anime stuff. Like, I mean, we see. I, it, I really don't even count work anymore, just because we're. We it's see it's so a many it's people. a different it's a different animal. That's yeah. you know, but like, you can go to the store, like you can go to Walmart and buy a My Hero Academia shirt right now. Yeah, like right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you. I mean, yeah, you can go to. Fill in the blank, and you'll see something anime. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy, yeah. And like you're still getting, you're getting movies in theaters. You're getting that are killing it though. That are killing not it. just not like top of the charts in America. You know, Jujutsu Kaisen did something special with with Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's like that's that's um that's an anime that only has one season. That's it. Twenty six episodes. Yep. We'll look, and say, you could say the same thing for Demon Slayer, though. Mm-hmm. 
126 episode season. Yep. And the movie just blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh. Pegway off of that, I mean, uh, Dragon Ball Super superhero powers up for IMAX 4DX screenings. I mean, we're I don't give a fuck about 4DX. I don't. I don't want my chair to start shaking and no. shit like that. I don't. I don't care for that. But the IMAX thing does interest me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, like, ideally for us, you and I will go to North Park Theater yep. when that comes out. Mm-hmm. But. This movie hits like I could see myself going to see it in IMAX, just to get that a little bit more out of the out of the screen and everything. Um, IMAX until June twenty fifth, and then it premieres in Dolby Cinemas on July first. Um, it's very interesting though. The first paragraph of the article. The new Dragon Ball Super movie confirms that it will screen Gohan and Piccolo's latest adventure. I think it's going to be very them heavy. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to explain a way. Not a way, but they're going to explain Goku and Vegeta pretty much out of the movie. Because they're going to be busy doing other shit. Mm. Or maybe even with all this granola stuff and all that shit going on right now, that might be how... Which just can't... The new chapter just came out for that. And let me tell you... Dude. Insane. Um, so that might be why it's going to be so those two centric. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're going to be in it like Goku and Vegeta, obviously are going to be in the movie, Yeah, but I think they're going to be fucking around with Broly. I think you for sure know what's happening with Broly. I think you might even, cause they haven't done the Moro stuff yet either. So like you have to do that whole thing too. Maybe this is a pegway into Moro. It might be. Like the villain. They might have Goku and Vegeta might have to dip out because of Moro. Mm-hmm. That might be a good way to they're like, hey, you you two gotta handle this. Like we have to go deal with that guy. Mm-hmm. That might be how they do that. And then you bring in possibly Dragon Ball Super, the anime coming back next year. Yeah. <clears throat> Which will be an exciting time, because I do like Super a lot. I think Super rips. I do too. I personally like it more than DBZ. I think there's certain elements that I do. I mean, obviously the modern day animation. I mean, we've well, talked, we, yeah. we've talked about this before, but yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, next up, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens finally confirms a U.S. streaming debut date. Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens came out like last year. Anime series that commemorated the 20th anniversary of the franchise is finally scheduled to premiere in the U.S. Um, I am I gonna watch this? Probably not. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. But if that interests you, if you want some nostalgia, it's coming out soon. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing that's been out already, So, but, I mean, we're getting it here, basically, is the, the crux of this whole story. Actually, the interesting part of this is it's going to premiere on Disney XD and then Hulu. June 6th on D- Disney XD, Hulu on June 7th. Well, that kind of goes off of what we just talked about in two stories ago. Mm-hmm. I We talked about this before, but... Uh, Disney's going to start getting in the anime game. There's just too much money to be made. There's just too much money to be made. Yep. And I think that they're going to try getting their hands on stuff, and then they'll start making their own stuff. I guarantee you, within two to three years, you're going to start seeing Marvel anime shit Mm -hmm. on Disney+. Plus. I guarantee it. Which would be cool. Well, yeah, I, I 
there's a whole chapter in my head about characters that would transition really well to anime, but that's another chapter for another day. Uh, next up, Godzilla, Evangelion, uh, Ultraman, and Kamen Rider team for the Shin Japan Heroes Universe. The four franchises connected by writer and director Hideaki Anno team up for a series of new events and attractions coming to Bandai Namco stores. Isn't that crazy that one guy's tied in with all that shit? Isn't that insane? Those are like He's gotta be major. very, very rich. <laughs> That's like four of the biggest names for Japan for like live action and anime. Like when you think of Japanese movies, the first thing you really think of is Godzilla. Right? Oh yeah, like kaiju. Yeah. Yeah, the whole kaiju universe. Yeah, that's this And then Evangelion. Ultraman came well, in. Well I mean we've I mean Ultraman is, is quite popular. I don't I mean he's never been my thing. No. Mine either. But I'm also you know, you and I are also you know, millennial American kids that, you know, mm-hmm. we grew up with Marvel and DC superheroes. I mean, Ultraman never did anything for me. Plus, that type of superhero never really did. Me neither. Uh, but this is like a uh, amusement park type of exhibit and VR experience type thing. So you're gonna be able to like you're gonna go around and like see these guys fighting other things, generic probably robot things. I would assume. And they're all gonna be interacting with each other. But we've talked about Evangeline, and I actually really like that. The classic purple and green suit teaming up with Godzilla. Like, that's kind of, that's just a cool concept. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Um, this poster could be better, though. I will admit, this is not a phenomenal. No. This looks like a shitty yeah. Photoshop. Yeah. I agree that uh like Godzilla looks horrible. <laughs> you can't even tell from like the the um the the picture that they put with the article. Like usually you want like something to catch your eye like like Ultraman looks horrible in this picture. Like what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's just got his arms up like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> next up, your name director's stunning Suzumi no Tojimari announces uh, theatrical release. This is another crunchy roll. Um, so it's a collaboration between Crunchyroll Sony and Wild Bunch International. Uh, your name was a highly touted. It's the film. same director. So, and Weathering with you, Weathering yep. with you, and um, your name that was that's the same guy. So I'm guessing this show or this movie is going to be kind of. Uh, popular it's probably gonna do some numbers i wouldn't be surprised if this guy gets almost studio ghibli levels though eventually like if he starts putting out quality content like he's been 100 mm-hmm. percent agree i've that. never watched the one i've never even watched either of them but i just know how popular they are yeah weathering with you i don't know anything about that but like not having seen it like you see it pop up a bunch in lists and stuff like that. Man, Sony's getting that Crunchyroll name out on everything. Yeah, they have been, they've wasted zero time on that. Um, next up, Dark Horse licenses Go Tanabe's HP Lovecraft's The Shadow over Innsmouth manga. 
There's a lot going on with that. There is. So, <laughs> That's a lot going on. So pretty much, um, uh, the, Go Tanabe, he's a writer, mm-hmm. wrote a manga based off of H.P. Lovecraft's The Shadow Over In's Mouth, and Dark Horse is licensing it. Um, Dark Horse does a lot Dark of- Dark Horse is a big comics yes. name. That's a big Huge. name in comics. <laughs> like, well, then, like number Walking three. Dead. Like number three. Walking like Dead Marvel. Right? Yeah. DC, then Dark Horse. Yeah. So that's huge. They've they've done a lot of work with um fuck. Oh my god, who did um what's his name? Shit. I can picture the guy's face. Shit. But either regardless, Dark Horse Comics is a big they do all like the they started doing like the Conan ones and they started doing like those licensed like Terminator comics and shit like that. Did are they the ones that did the uh TMNT? The uh I want to say yes. The ones that Chris likes, right? Yeah, the Ronin the the last Ronin ones. Yeah. Which is a super cool concept. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't read that, I would go ahead and read that. It's like if you're if you're remotely into Ninja Turtles, it's uh three of them are dead and there's only one left, but he carries around the weapons of the other three. Mm-hmm. Super cool concept. So that's cool that uh, we're gonna get a major publisher for co- comics getting a manga onto it. That's Big not game. a Shonen Jump. That's not a Viz Media. No. It's like, yeah, like actual comic book, like, yeah, um, thing. It's bleeding into everything. Like it, these past two weeks is story after story. <clears throat> um, you know, talk about good timing for us. Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, Harper sent us this one, so shout out to Harper. Macross sequel uh, its first U.S. release after decades-long legal battle. So Harper's really happy about this one because he's a huge Macross guy. Macross returns to the U.S. as Fathom Events announces a North American theatrical release for two Macross Frontier movies. Macross Frontier will finally be released officially in the United States and also bring the two Macross Frontier movies, The False Songstress and The Wings of Farewell. I actually like that second name, The Wings of Farewell. Mm-hmm. To the United States with one-night special screenings. The two movies will uh, tell a loose adaptation of the 2008 Macross Frontier TV anime and features a significant amount of new content. So Harper's going to go to that for sure. I'm just trying to find uh, after sec. Oh, okay, set. Seven- I'm trying to find what the legal battle. Yeah, is. me too. Um, it's got to be a distribution rights thing, I yeah, would think. That's what I'm guessing. There's, it literally says nothing in this article about it. I'd, I'd say it's probably a distribution. Oh, oh, here we go. Uh, okay. The screenings will be the first time that Macross series produced after 1995's Macross Plus will receive an official release in the United States. The franchise was previously caught up in a protracted legal battle between the Japanese rights holders to the series and Harmony Gold, the producers of Robotech, which is like the original yeah. whole thing from 1985. American TV series that was partially created using edited footage from the original Super Dimensions Fortress Macross. Mm-hmm. The dispute over who owned the American rights to the series prevented most of Macross sequel series, including everything from 97 Macross 7 all the way up to the current Macross Delta movies. So they've been fighting that out since like, it seems like 85 almost, well, probably the 90s. Because they haven't, we haven't gotten anything new here since '97. Yeah, which is nuts, but it happens. <laughs> like that's that's 
That's almost like a, I don't even know who Harmony Gold is. I don't either. I'm going to Google them real quick, I guess. Uh, but shout out to Harper for that. Like, is that even a company anymore? I have no idea. Harmony Gold. I will say, once we started doing the show, Har- Harper pushed Macross and Robotech on us very hard. Mm-hmm. When you literally just Google Harmony Gold, it straight up says... Harmony Gold Theater Entertainment Robotech Real Estate. Yeah. It's like they own theaters and shit. This is America this is American film and television. Oh man, I don't <laughs> Google. Is Harmony Gold a good investment? They were responsible for partially dubbing Dragon Ball, Magical Princess Minky Momo, and Doctor Slump before going out of business in two thousand six. In addition to its distribution and production interest, Harmony Gold manages several real estate properties in the Southern California area. Um, I'm assuming the entertainment shit just didn't make them as much money as they needed it to, and then they just pivoted to real estate. There is a ton of legal issues with this company, including like embezzlement, false accounting, Tax fraud. (laughs) Legal issues regarding Macross copyright. God, they've been fighting this Macross thing forever. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go out there on a limb and say, fuck Harmony Gold. Sounds like a bunch of shady people. Dude, look at this shit. Company. In 2013, Harmony Gold claimed in federal court that Hasbro's San Diego Comic Con 2013 exclusive set, G.I. Joe and the Transformers, the epic conclusion, violated their copyright license and trademarks on the animated Japanese Macross TV series. What? Yeah. Because it has Transformers in it? Harmony Gold suit against Hasbro was dismissed with. <laughs> they just basically threw that. They're like, no. Yeah. It seems like they're just trying to. Anything has to do with anything mechy, it, like they, mech suit type shit. It's just. They, they try to get a piece of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm assuming. Shady. Yeah, I'm Shady assuming. Like these just money hungry, you know, greedy people. Yeah. Trying to scratch and claw for every little thing they can get. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm assuming happened there. Uh, our last piece of news: Attack on Titan <laughs> pushed Annihilation director to rethink horror film Men. So I did not read this. You just sent me this, so I'm going into the article now. So Men is a horror movie that's coming out. Um, I saw actually some people talking about it on Facebook the other day. I haven't seen the trailer for it yet, but there's an interesting uh, quote by the director. He says. So Attack on Titan hovers on this strange space between something absurdist and something actually really frightening. And I was just really, really impressed. And I thought on some level, I'm being too too lazy maybe. I don't know what the right word is, but I'm just not anything like as good as that, and I've got to get better. So it made me reinvestigate men and rethink about it. That's the nice stuff about other people's good work. It sort of lifts everyone a bit, you know. There you go. So you have oh, well, that's on that. He just read an actual quote from the director, right? Yeah, that's the director. Of that's it. the actual director. Yeah. Um, so you have anime actually having movie directors <laughs> rethinking, like, holy shit, this is really good, and rethinking everything that they they make. 
Like, it sounds like he went through and looked through everything with this movie that he made and was like, is this good? <laughs> is this good enough? Um, I don't know. That's why Attack on Titan is one of my favorites. Oh, shit. Dude, dude, he wrote 28 Days Later. Oh, really? And the thriller Sunshine, starring Cillian, or, yeah, Cillian Murphy, Killian, however you pronounce that. He directed and wrote both Ex Machina and Annihilation and was the story supervisor for Devil May Cry, which is a big video game. Yeah, that's a huge video game series. So, I mean, he's been involved in some big projects, Mm -hmm. and he was introduced to Attack on Titan by his daughter, and it just totally made him recalibrate his whole process. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to describe Attack on Titan, though. Because, like, it is absurd, like, some of the shit that happens. Yeah. No, I agree. But, like, Titans are genuinely terrifying. Like, they might be one of the worst things in anime. Like, as far as, like... Could you imagine... Mindless creatures. Mindless creatures that just want to eat... You. Yeah. (laughs) To say it simply. They want to eat you. But they don't need to. But it's so crazy. Like, you think about... Like, I, I, I came across a clip... I don't know, or even remember where. Probably on YouTube or something. It's like they just, they eat people. Like this is someone's explanation as why Titans are the way that they are. Because they want to get transformed back into regular people. Mm-hmm. That's why they eat people like indiscriminately. Like, oh, maybe he's a, you know. Like we all know, yeah. Titan Shifter shit. Like you have to eat. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck. Yeah. That makes so much sense though. Because they don't need to eat people. No. But like that's probably why. Yeah, like subconsciously they're like, I need to find someone to turn back, so yes. I'm just gonna keep eating until yep. I turn back. Until you find that one person that's that's kind of crazy that has the powers and it's you know is a Titan shifter already, and I'm gonna take their power so I can get reverted back to it. But then once you do that, you only have seven years. Yep. It's fucking crazy. Thirteen, right? Or whatever. Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen years. Um, Great. All right, meat and potatoes of this episode. So Aaron shot me this idea last night as I was falling asleep, and I thought, holy shit, we could turn this into a whole entire series. Like, literally a whole entire series on the show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we're going to call it... Uh, Which is funny, because I just... that's And I I texted you that, and then you texted me that, like, right away. Like, we, you and I were writing that out at the same time and basically sending it to each other at the yeah. same time. Like, so, so, I mean, multiverse. So this is... okay. So as as the title says, anime made me do it. Explores the multiverse. Now the multiverse type shit is the hotness right now. Mm-hmm. Literally, we just got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Spider Man Far From Home. This past December, um, that other movie that just blew up out of nowhere. Um, God, what's it? Uh, I didn't see it. It was. Uh, it's like everything, everywhere, all at once, something like that. I never even heard of this. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And it's this, uh, it's Michelle Yeoh, and she, like, basically, she can travel dimensions, like, different multiverses into her body in the other multiverses. i never seen it, but... I mean, it got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 82 on Metacritic, and IMDb gave it an 8.5. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. It sounds interesting. 
Yeah, it came out like this past March. And then on top of all that, you have the Marvel What If series. Yeah. So Marvel's getting really into their What If. Like, multiverse type shit. Mm-hmm. So, we thought... Um, well, Aaron... Uh, pretty much came up with the idea. Let's discuss shows. Um, for example, the first one we're going to talk about is what if Vegeta got sent to planet Earth instead of Goku? Instead of Goku. So basically, the crux of this episode is what we're going to do is what is one change you can make to a story that would completely change everything about it? And have ramifications that go across the whole story and the the world in that story. So like Ty said, first one is, I mean, how how is Dragon Ball different if it's Vegeta that gets sent back instead of Goku? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's actually... Do you think... Do you think he ends up the same way Goku did? So, okay. So, you have to. So, it, it, anything like this, you have to make some assumptions. Let's say Vegeta hits his head and basically forgets who he is prior to that. So, you have to assume it's the same thing that happened to Goku. He goes in the little Saiyan pod, crashes. Gohan finds him, mm-hmm. raises him. He's kind of a dick. And then he falls. Hits his head, and he's never the same after that. Mm. He's super nice and, you know, whatever. Yeah. You'd have to assume all that happens. Um, Vegeta was Dwight, a, Oh, man. Vegeta was a young lad when Frieza destroyed his planet, right? So, also, you have to re... Are you going with the original idea, or are we going with the retconned... Vegeta, how old is Vegeta and Broly? The very beginning. He's like a child already, right? Like, he's already, he's a little bit older than Goku and Broly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you have to assume that he's already a kid. Maybe five, six, something like that. So, he's not a baby like Goku was. But if he hits his head and he's basically the same as Goku was and he's got nothing tying him back to that, like he doesn't remember his dad, he doesn't remember Planet Vegeta, or does he, and he lands and he basically takes over Earth. Do you think that's how that would go? Yeah, I'd say say that's probably how it goes. Especially if he's already five. That's probably that's honestly he probably fucking kills Gohan, honestly. Oh, a hundred percent. And does a five year old Vegeta defeat anyone like Master Roshi and anyone else? Probably not. You think Master Roshi just wipes the floor with him? Uh, at that time, yeah, probably. I mean he does have the what is it, the dragon capture jar, right? Or the demon the Evil Containment Wave. Evil containment wave with the jar, yeah. Um, he could hypothetically do that. Plus Piccolo. King Piccolo would fuck him up, too. Mm-hmm. I would think at that time. 
Well, if it's, mm. see, that's why it's this. Kind of, Fuck, man, I don't know. Because if you if you go based off Bardock, the father of Goku, mm-hmm. Vegeta was already pretty badass, and he's, he was going out on missions and shit already. I don't know, man. He, uh... Or what if... Or do you think he find, somebody finds him and changes him? I don't know. What if Bardock takes Goku and runs and hides instead of sending him off and standing and fighting against Frieza? So you're saying basically what happened with Broly? Yes. And Paragus? Yes. So you have Broly... How about this? What if... You have Broly and Paragus, you have Vegeta and... Hypothetically, Vegeta, right? I think that's King his dad. Vegeta, yeah, yeah. Vegeta and King Vegeta. Vegeta and Vegeta Jr. And Goku and Broly, or Bro- Bardock and Kakarot at that point. Yeah. And they all three stayed, all three of those groups stayed together. Mm-hmm. How was the universe different then? Uh, completely. Like, see, because you got I don't know, though. But it's also funny, fun to think about, like, King Vegeta pieces together that Frieza's coming to destroy everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's say he doesn't not see it coming. Like, he, like basically, he doesn't see or he, he f- foresees that Frieza's going to show up and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. So he's, he tells Vegeta just to dip out. But then you get... What what? How is Goku different if he hangs out with Raditz all the time? Mm-hmm. And those two brothers are hanging out together. I completely forgot about Raditz. To be honest, what if Rad? So, so, so Kakarot's hanging out with his older brother Raditz all the time. What if that switch happened? Raditz came to Earth, and Kakarot went wherever Kakarot, wherever Raditz went. Fuck. Yeah. And it's like, it's Raditz, and then Goku shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Says, hey, I'm your fucking brother. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to kill you. Like, why haven't you taken this planet over yet? Shit. Yep. So who's hanging out with Nappa? It's Goku and Nappa. Nappa's and Raditz, Saiyan, right? Basically, that group would be Goku, Vegeta, Vegeta and Nappa. Nappa. Yeah. That's a funny <laughs> little quinky ding too. That's a that's a little yeah. Because Raditz Raditz doesn't stand a chance, in my opinion. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he has that same potential as as Goku does. No. Nor that drive. Because he's he's significantly weaker than the other two Saiyans already. Mm-hmm. Granted, Vegeta's Vegeta, and he, you know, he has royal blood and all that. And... Yeah. Fuck, man. But, like, I don't know how different it would... Ah. It would all depend on the nature of Vegeta and or Raditz landing. And if it... If they reset... They do that reset where... He hits his head. They hit their head, basically. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, if you have them as little boys, not babies, 
I mean, they're definitely not going to be as cool as, like, running into Bulma. Like, you don't have any of that shit happen. They're not gonna, you're not going to have little Vegeta hanging around w- waiting to fight in the World Martial Art Tournament. No. Fuck no. He's going to have already tried to take over the planet and kill everybody because that's his programming. Yeah. They wanted to take over. That's why they sent him there, partially. That's why that's the Raditz deal, at least. I mean, and they've also just retconned that and basically supermanned him mm-hmm. with Gine and Bardock. They're like, oh, we're all fucked. We got to get him out of here. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't give a fuck about Reddits, which is also fucking hilarious. But <laughs> literally, they just did not give a fuck about Reddits. Yeah. Grant, he was already off world. So if we go off the Broly retcon that's now canon, mm-hmm. with air quotes around canon, because Dragon Ball's canon is just fucking all over the place. But maybe he, maybe because he is so young, though, that Gohan does have... Let's say Gohan does take him in, and he does change him. And you have, like, a super... Like, can you imagine Vegeta being, like, the super nice guy, though? No. I can't. No. That's just not him. No. Even if he hits his head. Like, I feel like it'd still be, he'd still be a... Prick. He's still prideful, though. You know what I mean? Like, he still has that. That'd be in there somewhere. Yeah. Where I don't know if Goku ever had that in him. I would say no. Mm-mm. No. So maybe he'd be... I think he. I think Vegeta could be the protector of Earth. But... After he conquered He'd it. beat the shit out of, like, Yamcha and Tien. Like, he'd beat the fuck. Like, he'd be the only one. There's no Z team. No. There's no Z warriors. It's it's just it's just Vegeta. It's literally Vegeta versus everyone if they come to Earth. Right. <laughs> and it's just, I think that's how that would go. Mm-hmm. I think there's no team. There's no, oh, we're all going to hang out and we're all buddies. Yeah. There's no fucking Krillin. There's no fucking we're carrying milk crates around with Grip Krillin. There's none of that shit happening. <laughs> he ain't going to want to use the Kamehameha. Turtle Wave. He ain't going to want to use that shit because he wants to come up with his own stuff. Like, yeah, I, th- I still think that stuff's so ingrained with him and, and his DNA and uh, him as a character that I think that's how that would go. Mm-hmm. But how is, how is a Goku, like... A Saiyan raised Goku different. Which at that point there is no Goku because it's just he's just Kakarot. Yeah. Man. I don't know, man. But he's gonna be, so let's say in this situation where Vegeta gets sent there. I think you still get the v- Vegeta Goku fight. And I think it's almost one of those things where they'd be much closer. There's no fucking... Vegeta's not going to sacrifice himself and then go to Snake Way and do all that shit. He ain't going to do that. Nah, he's going to stay dead. <laughs> he just won't be... He, But he, he literally won't be able to keep his body because of the... You know, the only reason Goku did because he sacrificed himself and... Mm-hmm. 
um what's his name who's the guy at the the table the big ass guy with at the table who makes those decisions fuck the big ass purple dude i forget his name fuck i wish steve was fuck here. steve god damn it what is his name uh the guy that makes the decisions that all the ghosts show up and he's like oh hey you go here you go here yama is it yama i think so king yama i think it is Snake. He don't give a fuck about Chi Chi. So like Chi Chi, that whole thing's gone. Balma, that's all gone. Like he's not riding around on a motorcycle with, with Balma. He's just not doing that. Mm-mm. That ain't that ain't Vegeta. He ain't gonna do that shit. So like none of that shit. King Yama. Fuck yeah, nailed it. It was back there a ways, but we pulled it out. Had to dig it. Up. It was in there. So there's no Kaioken, there's no Genki Dama, there's no, none of that shit happens. Actually, and this, this is, that's actually worst case scenario for the Dragon Ball world probably because Frieza probably just takes everything over. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to stop Frieza. Because without all those things I just listed, there's nobody to stop Frieza during the Frieza arc. I think the story's basically over after the Saiyan saga because I think they all just kill each other. There's no way they're fighting the Ginyu Force. Like, there's none of that shit's happening. Yeah, Frieza just fucking wipes out everything. There's nobody to stop. There's nobody to stop anything. No. You don't get the redemption of Piccolo. So, like, you never get Piccolo. Obviously, you never get Gohan. Mm -hmm. Like, young Gohan. Like, not Grandpa Gohan. Like, Gohan Gohan. Like, none of that happens. You never get Trunks. You know, none of that happened. Like, the world's basically just done. Vegeta lives there for 20 years, and then he's just, then the story's just over. So, that's that's a little bit of a Dragon Ball what-if type deal. Um, Basically, it's a horrible story. (laughs) We're going to probably turn this into a few episodes. Like, we'll intersperse some here and there. You could literally do this for almost any show. Yeah. Um... One another one that I was thinking about was hmm, I had a few in my head. What if Bakugo went with all for one? Like and like he said, you're saying post capture, he gets captured, and then he's like, I know what? Fuck After it. the summer training, and he just yeah. like, you know what? Fuck it, I can fuck with these guys. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. That's almost like uh I almost liken that to a Anakin going to the dark side and going with Sidious. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that type of thing. Oh my god. Instead of Shigaraki. Yeah. Like that would be his new guy, right? I would argue at that especially at that time, I would I mean, Shigaraki's fucking evil. Like he's a fucking bad person. Mm-hmm. Which we don't really find out why until later, but as in a fight at that time, you, this this is still we have All Might still fighting people. This is right before all that shit happens. I 
I would take I would take Bakugo in that fight at that time. Mm-hmm. I would think he would win that fight. I think almost easily. Because cause although he although he did activate his like ultimate decay technique in his backyard, essentially wiping out his entire family. Yeah, and but he didn't remember that. He didn't no, remember how to. He, he it took act. look how much it took for him to unlock all that. Mm-hmm. So so I think at that time. I think Bakugo wins that fight, and can you imagine all, all for one, just putting in whatever power he wanted into Bakugo? Excessive sweating. Like that's probably a quirk out there, and if he has that, like it's that's literally his quirk because he yeah. uses that. Yeah, it wouldn't take much, or like gives just him, an overheating thing or something. Gives him something where he like. I don't know. I don't even like something to cool his body down. His like, what did he use all against all might? Like he activated like seven different quirks. He's like re- ultimate reflexes, like all this, this, this. And now imagine that in Bakugo. Basically, he just. I mean, even just healing, even just like a regeneration thing. Mm-hmm. Imagine if, if, ba- if Bakugo. Could use that how you know how he uses that one, like that mega, like basically if he doesn't have the gauntlets, it hurts. Like mm-hmm. he can only use so much. Yeah. Or if you just basically just got rid of that, mm-hmm. and you can just keep going. Holy fuck! Or some way you he could I, I'm sure all for one could figure out a way to have him pull up even more mm-hmm. and just do monster explosions just everywhere. Fuck. I'm trying to like, cause Bakugo is like equivalent to Vegeta, where he lets his pride and ego kind of fuel him. Like, could you imagine that with like multiple quirks? Like, well, that imagine, even imagine, imagine Vegeta with regenerative powers. Well, let's say he gets that wish off. Yeah. Against Frieza, right before Frieza finds out that he has all the Dragon Balls, and he's like, "I want immortality." Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Where you're not... Basically, you don't have to worry about your vulnerability at that point. Like, you're not... No longer... He's no longer limited by his physical body at that point where All for One could give him something. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you could literally just have Bakugo sit anywhere and blow anything up that you want him to. Yeah. Especially like that with, type of shit. Especially with AP shot. And then if he gives him something where he could have unlimited, like produce unlimited sweat and stuff like Imagine that. Imagine the mall scene with Bakugo instead of Shigaraki. And like Bakugo could be like, I could blow this whole thing up right now. Mm-hmm. And there's not a fucking thing you can do about it. Like that type of thing. Especially if all for one kind of like like stroked his ego type of thing where fuck where like he basically was like no Bakugo Bakugo, like you're like he basically just takes him under his wing and he like is super complimentary towards him and everything and like you know takes him in Mm -hmm. he's like no I can teach you how to get even stronger and how we can actually manipulate your quirk to do even more stuff than any of these heroes could ever teach you Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, it's. It's 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 kind of crazy to think about how different it could go if that if he was just like, all right, fuck him, I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And then you have, then you would have that two former friends thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that would be nuts. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd say I'd prefer that, but I mean, fuck, that's a crazy. That's a crazy one-off, though. Especially if Deku was, you know, like they didn't kill him or anything, and he did get all these powers that he's starting to get, like, now. So you have, like, a a fully-powered Bakugo, like, evil Bakugo, and a fully-powered Deku just going at it. That would be gnarly. Both of them having multiple quirks or something like that, that would be insane, dude. I don't. I wouldn't want it that way, though. Personally, no. Um, I think everything is. I just texted you yesterday. I'm like, I, I is not. I, I, I wanted to say it at the beginning of the chapter today, but it's like you made a lofty claim yesterday. Uh, what did I say exactly? You, I think you said when it's all said and done. Where is it? What's this say? Uh, okay, so you sent me the cover of this week's MHA. Which is Shoto, which is so fucking cool. I, I already made it my wallpaper on my phone. Mm-hmm. But you said this week's cover, and then you wrote, oh, my God. And then next message, MHA might possibly be better than AOT when it's all said and done. Do you want to know, know what fight is starting right now? Whoa. Kind of. All for one versus Endeavor and Hawks. And he's using the same exact language that he did with All Might, calling him number one. Mm. And it's like, see, that's the thing, dude. He's right fucking crazy. Like, it's just crazy how he's just been pulling the strings the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what makes him such a com- um, compelling villain. And how, like, your hypothetical situation that we're talking about now, I could totally see happening. I could totally see in that scene, they capture Bakugo, and I could see All for One being like, oh, I got this fucker now. Like, he's going to be one of us now. Like, I could totally see that. And him being like, nah, he's probably a, he's probably going to be stronger. Like, the ceiling is higher on Bakugo than Shigaraki. So we're going to face Shigaraki out, and then we're going to put Bakugo in his place. I could totally see that being a thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's the last panel of, of sun, yesterday's chapter. And look at the way that Hawks is looking. It's it's. <laughs> but look at his fingers too, his fingies. He's activating one, two, three, four, five quirks at once. Just on one hand. Yep. This is why you lose number one. Jesus, what the fuck. Yeah. Like he's got like the full on Batman cowl thing now though. Mm-hmm. Like his he's got like super long wings on his neck piece. And then and then he says You uh, refute what what did what's Endeavor say? No, that's all for one talking to him. No, I'm saying but like oh. Yeah. 
And then Hawk says, here comes the mind games. See, that's the thing that this this whole fight is going to be, will Endeavor let All for One get in his head? All Might said that. Heroes just have so much to protect, right? Like, that's All Might said that in his fight. Like you have so much to protect, right? And you justify that choice by being here. Even just that. Yeah. <laughs> Even just that alone, dude. Mm-hmm. You refuse to take a good look at Toya, foisting the task onto little Shoto instead. Must have been your decision. This is why you lose. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. And this panel before it, too. Oh, my God. This is the panel before it. So, I mean, minor spoilers, I guess, right now. Yeah. For MHA, but... Who is that? That's, uh... Oh. Toya. I was going to say, that's got to be... What's his name? Dobby. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a uh, little, kind of a little bit of dead airspace right now. But I sent Aaron. I keep doing this to him. I, I'll send him like two really good couple panels here, and they're like, here, like like me fishing for him to just pick up the Shonen app and just start reading. Even if so, is the fight between those two done? Yeah, like done, done. He's still alive, though. They both are. Yeah. So who won? Don't say it. Don't say it on air. Don't say it on air. But, <laughs> I mean, this would lead me to believe good prevails in this one, or? Fuck. God damn it. Yeah. I was a little bit worried. I will... I, the past few weeks, I've been honestly worried how that was going to go. See, he, I could have totally seen. They did a huge twist. Fuck. Because you oh sent me, God. you sent me that screenshot of his like, um, flash fire fist that phosphorus. Yeah. Phosphorus. Come on. But they did a huge twist. Hold on. I can't remember if it was this chapter or the previous one. Fuck. Oh my God. Sorry, folks. This is a tangent, but I mean, there's a really cool villain coming up right now against Fat Gum. A new one. Mm-hmm. All the people that escaped from Tartarus. Classic. Oh, because he was in there. Oh my God. So they did a Sinister Six, six thing where one got out and then, or like a a Joker and Arkham type of thing yeah where the joker wanted to be in there on purpose and he let everybody oh my god i thought that was too convenient for even like why would you let why would you leave all for one in there mm-hmm. like why would you do that that seems like a horrible idea yeah that's like his new ultimate oh. attack and that's him punching that's him, him punching him yeah 
<laughs> that that animated is gonna be fucking absolutely insane. bonkers, dude. I might cry. I might. Cry. I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> Especially if he yells that shit out, which you know he's going to. Mm-hmm. He has to. He's gonna yell that shit out. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. To be quite frank with you, I'm surprised he made it. To be quite frank, I honestly I would have, I'd have thought at least one of the three of them would have not made it. I think I think the way it works is that he cooled him down so much that he didn't burn himself up to death because he was pretty much on a one track way to burning himself. He was gonna. Up. That's that's almost what I thought was gonna happen too. Like if you would have asked me to predict how that fight ends, because mm-hmm. that's where that that's where the show's been leading. Like I've like this, let's you have to have those two fight. Like yeah. you just have to. Mm-hmm. And then you have the father figure standing there. We're talking about totally other shit right now. And we're just talking. <laughs> we're literally just talking about this week's my hero, but. And like how we've kind of gotten here and all that, but just just based on storytelling, like like beats you have to like you've you've started this this beat and you have to finish it now. And like honestly, this so this whole thing that's been going on has led me on another idea for the show later on, mm-hmm. where it's like characters with the best character arcs, because like if you put, I mean, I, that's now put Shoto up there. Mm-hmm. I already love Shoto Todoroki. Like he's already been one of my he was my favorite character on that show. Yeah. But like his flip from the very first season to that like he's gone full like we've come around. He's come around as a like an actual person himself. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten, you know what I mean, like just opening himself up and not being so singularly focused. Mm-hmm. And no longer being possessed by like I hate my dad, I hate my dad, I hate my dad, mm-hmm. like that type of shit. I mean, I'm sure there's still a bit of resentment there because he'll never be fully yeah. allowed to let Endeavor in. But fuck these panels, dude. Yeah, just the cover, just the cover alone. Mm-hmm. You're good. Like literally, I want that on my forearm. <laughs> literally, like, that's <laughs> fr- dude. Like honestly, like come on, that's come on, so man. fucking cool. So no, we, dude, like, I and you texted me that, and I said, I was like, I'm already kind of there. Like, I am, mm-hmm. but, because I, 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 we talked about this last week, I was like, I can't fucking wait for it to come back for season six. Yeah. Just but it's like, literally, I can't. All you gotta do, Google work. This has nothing to do with Deku. All the shit we just talked about has nothing to do with the main character either. Oh, my God. They haven't had him in a couple weeks now. That's what I'm saying. Like, it has nothing to do with him. Like I'm, I'm guessing they're going to get into the all for one fight before they even go into Deku versus Shigaraki because I am going to predict that all for one is finally killed. This is what you're thinking is going to happen. Yep. Okay. And I think that's going to lead to um, the downfall. What time are we? What, what time are we at? Fifty eight minutes. I was going to say we're probably going to want to mark that. Just to like be like super spoiler heavy talk, but I'll kind of just wrap up what I'm saying real quick. So um, I think I think the death of All for One is going to lead to some kind something residually happening to Shigaraki. Like if he's dead, mm. if he's dead, dead, then giving away the quirks no longer works. So then all of a sudden he has this huge like inner like like 
corks to start shooting out or something like that. And like, or and now he, you or, don't know who gets what type of thing. Not not really that, but like he just starts. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air or right. something. Um, but all right, so, Tyler's Charlie Day in it right now with all the red lines everywhere. <laughs> fucking crazy eyes. I wish I could. <laughs> but um, all right, so we got. We got a what if scenario for Dragon Ball. We got a what if scenario for my hero. That was mine that I brought up. Do you want to discuss one more? I also have another my hero one. Oh, okay. That I've been thinking we'll about. Keep it on my hero then. What if All Might never runs into Izuku Midoriya that day? That's episode one. He never runs into him. Yeah, Let's say at school, you know how Bakugo takes his fucking journal mm-hmm. and blows it up? Mm-hmm. Deku that day says, fuck it, I don't give a shit, I don't want nothing to do with this, I'm just going to be a regular ass person. Mm-hmm. How does that affect the whole world? Well, he'd have to pass it on to someone. And who would it be? Probably Lemillion. Yeah. Probably Mirio. Because mm-hmm. that's who was going to be the next one, correct, if I remember? Uh, yeah. That's that's who uh, Night Eye really pushed that. Night Eye's like, you have to pick this kid. Like, you really don't have much of a choice. Mm-hmm. And then he was pissed when he went with Deku. Which, as we see now, was probably the right choice. Well, <clears throat> 100% the right choice because Deku is the only person who could activate all the quirks that have been accumulating. So it's probably similar to, like, the Dragon Ball one we just did, where if the main person that was supposed to this main event that happens sets every sets up everything else if you take that variable out all for one basically just wins right you know what i mean like it's just 100 percent. you know what i mean like lamillion's a great hero like a great like he has all the intangibles but i think with him already having only having the permutation like part of Deku's thing is he appreciates quirk like his quirk so much because he didn't have one Mm -hmm. that's part of like his thing yeah and the whole all might speech like no you can be a hero like all that's like so important to the whole story like literally we, we just quoted all might from the first episode or like that first major fight now that just came out this week that manga mm-hmm so, like, that's all been instilled in him, plus his near obsession with All Might. Like, all that's so important, where I don't know if Mirio would... And also, you got to realize, like, when someone has the quirk and they pass it on, they don't get the rest of the quirk. So, it's not like he's going to... Like, if he had permutation with All Might's super strength, that that would honestly kind of be OP. True. Because you'd never... It'd be ultra instinct. You'd never instinct. be able to hit him. It'd be ultra instinct Goku in My Hero. But it doesn't work like that. No. Because he can't act, uh, All Might can't activate all the previous, he can't activate float, no. he can't activate anything. No. So he would just have permutation with like seven other quirks sitting inside him that he can't use. Does he activate the vestiges and all that? Like, uh, All no. Might's like, I never really had experience like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he triggers all that. Like, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I don't think like, so. Like, permutation's a good quirk, I guess, but it's like, it's fairly limited. You can only do the one thing with it. Very limited. Yeah, I don't know. So All Might passes that on, and then he's done. Let's, you know. Mm-hmm. 
class 1A complexion looks completely different. Like, it's mm-hmm. not... Like, it's just... It's almost like the world kind of goes on as it was. Mm-hmm. Like, pre-Deku. Like, it just kind of stays the same. Yeah. All Might, what, what, squeaks out a little bit more time, maybe? Yeah. I'd say maybe a little bit more. But, I'm like, he still is super limited in how much he can even do... The first episode of the show, he's already fairly limited in how much time he can actually spend in his, like, true All Might form. Mm-hmm. So he squeaks out another couple years as being a hero, but still, it's like he still got to pass that shit on. Did did I can't remember? Did him passing it on to Deku kind of like um, speed up his? I would process of not being able to hold his hero form. I would assume. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's that whole thing, the whole fight with him and all for one is like he's like you're clinging to these embers. That's like there's nothing there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you are no longer what you used to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming him giving it to Deku, that's just, yeah, like it sped up the clock quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So then in that case, I'd probably see him going a few more years until he felt like he literally couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, but I almost feel like you still want to give it to him while he's still in school. So it's not like he almost would have to do it around the same time. Yeah, but Nana Shimura didn't do that to him. It's also true, but... I'm pretty sure she gave him the hair like at the last second before I think, she got killed. Yeah, but I almost think Night Eye would be like, all right, dude, let's... uh, All Might, come on. Like, let's kind of shit or get off the pot type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just don't think he'd... He's just not that guy. He's just not the. Like I said, he still has like that. I mean, that phenomenal scene where he's saving Aerie and then he's getting stabbed by Overhaul. Like all that's great. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have like that factor that Deku has this when he gets it type of thing. Just let that unlocking thing is just. It just makes it, like, Mirio would just be lame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because he's kind of like a, he's kind of a boring character. If you, like, you if you break down his character as, you know, him as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, just, he's like that, he's just a good guy because he's the good guy. You know what I mean? Type of thing. Yeah. Really, there's no, like, intrigue with him. Mm-hmm. So, like, he couldn't be, like, the number one hero ever. There's no world where... He's marketable enough for that. Yeah. Plus, he's only got permutation. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like his quirk. Like, literally, it just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's like that speech at the very end of the first episode. He's like, "Oh, by the way, this is the story how I became the number one hero in the world." It's just not Mirio. Just can't hold that. No. So it's just like, almost like the whole thing just kind of falls apart. You know what I mean? Like, there's no like top dog type of guy anymore where Redeku you have that like you I believe through that first ep- for that first season like we can see that Deku's gonna go there and then the crazy shit that's happening right now in the anime and then obviously the manga is even crazier than that I just don't think Mirio could hold that no 
Um, so like, or even like Deku's sick. He calls it like he takes a sick day from school and he's not walking around and the sludge guy doesn't find him. Or All Might somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's just never, they just never cross paths. Yeah. The whole world of My Hero Academia pretty much just falls apart. That's a shitty multiverse. <laughs> so, so here's the thing: like these things are obviously written this way because, well, that's the way that they go. It's it's kind of hard to picture, and especially when you have intrinsic things written into it. Like the only reason why Deku was able to activate all this stuff is because he never had a quirk before, type deal. So it's right. So it's yeah. literally he is the single chosen person for this perfect storm to happen. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just hard to picture uh that being written differently. Um what else is there? I mean I, I don't wanna continually talk about just things that we watch and talk about like consistently. Um, my hero Demon Slayer. Oh I was gonna stay away from Demon Slayer just because I know like in the whole context of the whole story. Like, I don't know where we kind of go, so it's hard for me to be, like, pick anything from there. But if you have something, like, by all means. So I wasn't going to personally pick anything with Demon Slayer. Fuck it, I'll go. I'll go. Demon Slayer. What if Tanjiro was home when Muzan came through? When they're all just dead. Yeah. Because he ain't beat Muzan with a fucking hatchet. No. That's for goddamn sure. Not at that point. Nope. And the only reason why everything happens at the end the way it happens is because he knows the Hinokami Kagura, and without that. They won't be able to defeat Muzan. Well, I mean, actually, so I think the most interesting thing about flipping some of these things, like in the script, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's like when, like in Dragon Ball, when Goku says, like, maybe if I wasn't here, like you guys would be better off, because like having that person. Like have man. it's like like the 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 statement Vision makes in Civil War like our power like incites conflict because people want to you know I mean if you have a certain amount of strength like you want to fight other people like it just incites conflict so it's like if you took out Tanjiro at the beginning of that story like shit kind of just goes on as normal right like I mean. You know what I mean? It pro- like it proceeds the way it did, because the only reason why any of this happened and why the story progresses, I can't even. I can't discuss this one. Okay, I, I would I would be revealing far too much. Yeah, but you know though, but I, but like for me, if you snuff out Tanjiro at the very beginning of this story, like your Hashira keep going up, going about their their today like you know what i mean like 
You only see more Muzan activity because of... That's what I'm saying. Like, his, it just kind of goes on as it has, like, the past few hundred years. Like, it's just yeah. it's the same shit type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like... Things only start to change because of Tanjiro. Yeah. And the fire dance, and the sun dance, and the fights, the sun breathing, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. The earrings and all that. Where it's like, your nine Hashira are gonna go out and kill fucking demon. Like, in, in this hypothetical situation, Rangoku lives. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he only dies because of what happens on the train. <clears throat> like, Muzan's not gonna send Akaza to help out what's his name on the train. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to be there, so it's the same thing. Your your upper six rank de- demons stay the same, mm-hmm. and you filter through those bottom six. And so, like he, they he promoted that one kid. Hypothetically, in that situation, Rengoku would kill him, and he would he would just replace it with another demon. Mm-hmm. It would just be a cycle that just keeps going. Yeah. Tanjiro is what really breaks the cycle. That's what I'm. Yes, that's basically what I'm getting to. Yeah. No. Yeah. Your entertainment district shit st- still probably happens. Like you know what I mean. Like. Mm-hmm. Yome just keeps you know praying and shit like that and crying and everywhere. Yeah, lifting rocks. Fucking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically lifting up rocks and shit. <clears throat> so. Right, that break in the river. You know what I mean? Like that ripple effect is because of. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a pond, it's only disrupted mm-hmm. because you threw in the rock that is Tanjiro. And now everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know I mean, he, he, Tanjiro happens to run into Muzan in the fucking getting noodles. He's like, hey, I remember that smell. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, now like he's Muzan's like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. I, I need to send all my people out to get him, basically. Well, that's three. I mean, except for like Inosuke, like Inosuke, Zenutsu, like Zenutsu's probably dead. Well, I'd say so because Tanjiro kind of keeps him going. You know? So I'm saying, like, he's dead. Honestly, probably Inosuke too. Mm-hmm. He'd get himself into a situation he couldn't get himself out of, and he'd be dead. Yeah, they would just stay at that bottom rank of the Demon Slayers, and then they'd just be, you know, what I mean, that's just like cycle after cycle. It's just the same shit would keep happening. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it only. Things only change because of Tanjiro. Yeah. That's that's three shows. Um, we're about an hour 15 in. Wanted to kind of cut it at this one. Because we, we could keep going all day with this shit. Yeah. Like, this is part one of yeah. this, I guess, nine series, I guess we can call it. Yeah. It's just like I wanted to get a multiverse thing in because it is just, you know, we had the very Odyssey's. popular right now. Is just, We had you to know, start with the, the hotness. Yeah. <laughs> That's the major. That's the that's an easy one. Though. That's that's low hanging fruit, though. Yeah. The if you switch Goku and Vegeta, but it's just like it's crazy how you change one thing and it just makes the story almost not compelling at all. Like I don't want to watch any of those shows we just talked. About. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I would watch Ren Goku do shit, but I mean, that's other than that. Like I just, I just got it. Just makes it not compelling. Like those main things just make it compelling, and it's. Just, I just got a message from my boy, actually. So shout out to Perry. He said, hey, body, just wanted to say that I freaking love you and Aaron's pod. 
just started listening starting from chapter zero and I plan on listening all the way through. I'm really enjoying it and I hope y'all keep it going. I restarted a f- attack on Titan because of you guys. Sheesh. Well, he's about to get a lot because those first five episodes we talk about almost exclusively attack. Literally. It's just a straight up review. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our first three um, shows of exploring the multiverse. The multiverse made us do it. The multiverse made us do it. It did. Um, for branching out... Yeah, so I was going to say, you said you had some suggestions because you went to your buddy's house for the Rough and Rowdy this week, right? Uh, yes, but this is from my buddy Joe, who I play Magic with. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, he recommended Log Horizons. I never even Log heard. Horizons? I've yeah. never even heard of that. Yeah. See that? Like, that's, honestly, this this I kind of like this new segment because it's like, I would have never watched. I, I'd have not probably watched the past three shows we've done already. Yeah. I'd have not. Um, he also recommended um, The Promised Neverland as well. That I have heard of. I've heard of that. It actually is a... That's a Netflix show, right? I don't know if it's I Netflix. think it is. Um, but it's winning awards. I, I do know that. Um, but no, Log, the lo- Log Horizons. Log Horizon. Log it looks like a show that Harper would like. I think it's an isekai. One day while playing the online game Elder Tales, 30,000 players suddenly find themselves trapped in another world. Yep, it's an isekai. Uh, it started in 2010. Yep. So it's more modern. Um, so yeah, we'll do, we'll do Log Plus it's kind of not... I kind of like how we... So we started with an older show. Mm-hmm. Sacred. Yep. As Cry It, uh, however you want to fucking pronounce that Scryed. show. I still, Scry you're right. I, was, I don't know how to pronounce Sacred, whatever. That's how I, I, <laughs> I prefer that one, but I don't know. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. You have that older style animation and storytelling. And then we go right into brand new. Literally brand new this week. Or no, no, last week we did Bungo. And Bungo, which is, that's newer, newer. too. That's like 13-ish. Yeah, newer, yeah. And then this started serialization in 2010. So mm-hmm. it's like, this is kind of like a... Mm-hmm. Where uh, is this a? Um, We've had, still, this is open ended. This says 2013 to now present. So yeah. this is still like out. Joe, I think Joe said this is one of his favorite shows. If I remember correctly. So shout out to well, Joe. Right. As of right now, I'm seeing it on Netflix and I believe Crunchyroll. It's definitely on Crunchyroll. I have it pulled up on Crunchyroll. I just literally Googled it, and it's got it on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix, too, so if you want to watch it there, you can. So, so for, I think. Don't quote me on for that. If anyone is watching along with this with us, let's see. Let me pull up my Netflix app. So if you're based in the United States, log. So Log Horizon is not on Netflix for the United States. Rip. Um. But it's 100 percent on Crunchyroll. Yeah. People are comparing it to Sao. It's the first show that popped up on Netflix when I looked it up. So, so if you like Sword Art Online, you'll probably like this. If I remember the conversation exactly, he's like, "It's like Sao, but better." That's kind of what I'm reading here. Just a few little. And I yeah. liked Sao. So. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be our branching out for this next week. Um, any closing remarks, Aaron? Mm. Shout out to my hero. Shout out. Big shout out. Big shout out. 
a lot of my hero this week. Um, love my hero. Big claim by you this week. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was shocked when you said that. Mm-hmm. Like you truly believe that? Like yeah. you think when it's all said when done. you close the last the last page on my hero academia, you're like this is better than Attack on Titan. Uh, possibly. The, the the difference between Attack on Titan, I don't want to go off on another. I'm gonna say they're very different. Is that Attack on Titan is very streamlined. There's no really side stories. It's kind of mm. like boom, 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 boom. You have a little bit of like going to the past. There's less universe. Flashbacks. There's there's less universe building. Yes. Whereas Attack- like my hero Academia has a humongous world that we've discussed this. We've discussed this ad nauseum. I understand that. Mm. That like you could literally go country by country and do it. Yeah. I would watch a United States based My Hero Academia spinoff. Me too. You could do a you could do character by fucking character, dude. Can you imagine watching Endeavor grow up? That would be crazy. I would watch that yeah. or read it and and or read it like mm-hmm. fucking. Well, I mean, I don't know how much into Hawks they get into. A little bit. That's what I'm saying. But like, I would watch him too. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. As always, make sure you like, subscribe, comment. Um, if you like us on a platform, unlike us, relike yeah, us. Yeah, subscribe. If you're subscribed, unsubscribe, resubscribe. If you're not subscribed, you should subscribe. A hundred percent. Make sure you. The go. reviews are pouring in, dude. They are starting. We're starting to get more. The I reviews mean, are pouring in, dude. We, I literally just got this message while we're recording now. That's amazing. Um, Honestly, shout out to Ishmael again. Again, shout he, uh, out always. He gave me a little. You know, last week we talked about the, um, the chart. He gave me. He filled us in on some uh, Jotaro. Jotaro's power is a physical manifestation of his spirit. He summons it and he fights, and it fights on his behalf. Heightened speed, strength, precision. That mm-hmm. you know, typical anime shit. Yeah. Um, his hanging out was All Might, Luffy, Zoro, Gone, Killua. Donate the rest, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also... Did I tell you he... Uh... Did we talk about this last week? He sent me his current team. Ash's current team. You know how two weeks ago we talked about Ash and was like, I don't oh, even yeah. know who the fuck he has. Did we talk about that last week? No. Uh, Pikachu, Dragonite, Gengar, Lucario... Galarian Farfetch'd and Dracovich. This is current team. That's kind of OP. That's you got first. It's very Gen One heavy. It's Gen One heavy, but we're talking about a pseudo legendary Gengar who's overpower. Ash's Pikachu who is Lucario. Lucario who's OP as shit. I don't get the Galarian Farfetch'd really, but what was the last one? Draco Drac. Dracovich or something like that. I don't even know who that is. Uh, how I would Dracovich, like D R A C O V I C H or S H V I S H. It's ugly, really ugly. Dracofish. That's what. I, that's how I'm like thinking of it in my head. Look at this thing. Oh, that is ugly. This has to be a newer Pokemon from the newer series. But like, yeah, his peak. Yeah, his it. This all starts with his fucking Pikachu, which is whatever. Dragonite who fucking rips. Gengar who rips. Lucario rips. Like, 
No shit, he won that fucking league. Hmm. He should have won. If he lost that league, he could. If he if he would have lost that, he'd have just been like, dude, you need to just hang it up. Oh, because Farfetch evolves into the fucking new. I forgot. There's a new evolution of Farfetch and Sword and Shield, where he has a fucking sword and a shield. <laughs> so that's probably why. Mm. All right, Pokemon's crazy, dude. Oh yeah. So shout out Ishmael. Um, shout out to Joe. Shout out to Perry. Shout out to everyone listening at home. Shout out to everyone. Please keep sending suggestions so we have new shows to yeah, watch. Yeah, dude, I'm loving this people sh- chiming in with uh, with branching out. Yeah. It's a, it's a good way to get more involved with the listeners and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, Plus, it literally is us trying out new yeah. shit. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, next week's the retrospect of the one year. Yes. The one year anniversary of uh, yes. the anime made me do it. 52, well, technically 53 weeks in a yes. row. Yes. Because we, crazy. Because we, we recorded Chapter Zero, and then you went to Texas. Yep. And then I came back. And then you came back, and then we recorded that week. Mm-hmm. Chapter One. Yeah. No weeks off. Fucking crazy. No weeks off. I can't believe it, dude. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get all mushy and fucking all that shit next week. But, uh... As always, yeah, like, share, subscribe. Comment. Rate. Comment. Yeah. Right. Let, let us know. know. Let us know your suggestions. Your multiverse theories now. Now we can have people send in that kind of shit. Because mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do another one of these. Probably, um... I don't know when. Don't expect it. Like It's not going to be like no. part one to two week, week by week. But, I don't know, maybe sometime this summer if we, yeah. I mean... When we get some slower the mood ideas. strikes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Ain't nothing to it. Anime made me do it. We out.